Welcome, everyone, to the second episode of the Retro Cool Guy podcast. I am your host, the Retro Cool Guy. Thank you for joining us, and as always, here is my co-host, the Drunken Beard, Nick. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Derek, how have you been? I've been doing good, man. Been uh, flying around in space in circles for the last month. It's been a real good time. (laughs) (laughs) Getting crushed by meteors? Yes, yes. So, uh, if you haven't heard, we're covering uh, Gyrus for the NES. But uh, if you listened to our episode last week, uh, or, sorry, excuse me, last week, last month, we covered uh, Uniracer, and we discovered somebody very interesting, and I could not resist uh, bringing him on the show. So let me introduce you to today's guest. He is a world record holder and uh, one awesome Uniracer player. Everyone, let me welcome Hector Fly Rodriguez. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Glad to be here with you guys. Dude, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Uh, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, I loved what you did last month with Uniracers, man. You set a whole new world record. How did how did that feel for you? Uh, that was actually a little surprise myself because uh, you know, I, I played the game a lot uh, over the years, uh, but you know, and I played it a lot all of last year. And then I was taking some time off from it, and then this popped up, and I was like, "Oh, perfect! I'm I'm still kind of warmed up on the game." And uh, uh, but that's actually one of the harder records to get because there was actually another competitor that was uh on the Uniracers board putting up some good times on that track specifically, and uh, so I was like, "Ooh, that's gonna be a tough one to to go for." I don't want to turn a score that was less than my than my best score, so um, so it, it was a good challenge. It was fun. Was uh was Uniracer something you played uh as you were when you were younger, like as a kid, or is that something you discovered later? Uh, well, <laughs> when the game came out, came out, I I was no longer a kid. <laughs> I was already <laughs> probably about twenty five when it came out. But uh, yeah, I put a I put a lot of time into it back then. Um, I was um, well, I I had a lot of free time, so I put a lot of time into it. Me and my brother in law. All right, right on, man. So, judging by your age, what uh, what was your first uh, video game system that you owned, like as a kid? What what introduced you to gaming? Uh, oh man, that goes way back. Um, probably late seventies. My my neighbors had uh, one of those Telstar combat systems, and I had the two big uh joysticks on it, and you know you steer steer the tank around with the two joysticks push both of them forward to drive forward and uh, one forward, one down to turn left and opposite to turn right. And, and it was, it was a interesting console. The, the speaker was actually on, on the console controller unit itself. It okay. the sound didn't Yeah. The sound didn't come out of the TV. My neighbors had that and it was a lot of fun. Um, and are pretty cool. I, I would uh, love to get one of those for, for my collection. Yeah, the, you can look those up and on uh, Google, and they pop up. They're, it's an interesting looking unit. Um, but yeah, my neighbors had that, and uh, my my neighbor that owned it was actually my babysitter, and he was big time into games. And when he would babysit me, he would drag me to the liquor store or the arcade where he was playing video games, and that's how he would babysit me. <laughs> and that's how I was introduced to stuff like Missile Command and Asteroids and Space Invaders and stuff like that. Pretty cool. 
yeah, uh, I can say as someone with six kids, uh, babysitter, uh, video games make a great babysitter. So I don't blame <laughs> for doing that, man. So uh, I know, okay, so besides Uniracers and setting world records in that, you've set world records in other games too, like uh, track and field for NES, right? Um, Actually, pretty much any uh, track and field variation I can find, yeah. So I, I've had <laughs> records on the NES, the PlayStation version, the international track and field, uh, the arcade version, of course. That's that's actually where what a lot of people know me from is from uh, playing the arcade version. Get a lot of attention for that one. And uh, let me see which other one. Oh, game! I played it on the Game Boy as well. Um, yeah, pretty much any track and field version I could find, I, I play it. What What are some of the other games that you uh, have world records on? Uh, let me see, Excite Bike. I have uh, all the the speed run times for uh, the arcade version of Excite Bike. Uh, I did have the NES versions. Uh, Andrew took those a few years ago. Andrew G, uh, great Excite Bike player. Uh, we've been battling back and forth for probably fifteen plus years on that game. Uh, I'm getting close to some of his times, but uh, he still he still owns me on the NES version. But uh, I'm I'm so you got a nice friendly rivalry going, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. I was I was laughing with him the other day because uh, uh, he was talking about how long our rivalry went, and, and uh, he, he's in his thirties now. And I was and I was like, I think you were on, like not even fifteen when we started going at it back in the day, <laughs> and, and we're still and we're still doing it. There's been a few years here and there where we, where we didn't go at it, but uh, it 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 always picks up from time to time. Well, I know that uh, if our listeners are anything like me, they're probably wondering how. How was it possible that you got these records? So I did a little diving on your YouTube channel, and I came across something that I found super intriguing. And it was a technique, a rolling technique for your fingers on the arcade. Can can you explain that a little bit better to to our listeners? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's called rolling because basically you're rolling all four fingers of, of each hand across the button. Um, sequentially, I, I go pointer finger, ring finger, um, pointer finger, middle finger, ring finger, then pinky, and then I alternate hands. So it's, it's four hits on one hand, four hits on the other hand. Um, when I go full speed, my left hand doesn't get my pinky in there on the left hand. So it's, it's actually, uh four on one hand three on the other but that's that's basically it i'm actually sitting at my track and field machine if you want to hear that real quick uh yeah let's give it a shot i'm sure we can pick it up yeah i'm, I'm sitting at one of my track and field cocktail machines so yeah so it's pointer finger middle finger ring finger then pinky and then i alternate to the other hand and like i said when i go full speed it's just four on one hand three on the other so it's one two three four one two three Yeah, I was just trying to hear that. Do you hear that, Dick? Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, I I can uh, pull it up in uh, uh, on your your channel as well if you have a video of it too, and I'll try to overlay some audio. Oh. <clears throat> and that, that's the other thing about that technique. It it drew a lot of attention in the arcades because it 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 is loud. It sounds like like someone has an electric drill or a machine gun or something. You know, it's just. All all heads turn when someone starts doing that in the arcade. And, uh... <laughs> I, I know my mind was blown when I saw the video. I mean, I just couldn't believe how fast 
your fingers were going. They, it almost looked like rubber. Like your fingers were rubber. Like, <laughs> yeah. Quick. I was like, my God. Like, n- no wonder he's got all these world records. So, <laughs> I, how how did you discover this technique? Like, did it just come to you one day where you're just like in the shower and you're just like, hey, maybe if I just roll my fingers across? Or did you have another technique and it evolved into this? Or how did I, this I, I actually had a number of techniques. That wasn't one of them. I, I used to use the same thing that everyone in the arcade back, day, back then used, either the pencil or the ruler or the comb for, for cheating in the buttons and stuff. But, you know, everybody was doing it. And then uh, one day I saw some kid walk in, and and he didn't have a comb or whatever. And he just he just looked like uh, he knew what the heck he was doing. He dropped his quarter in and started <laughs> started rolling on those buttons. And I was blown away, probably like the way you were blown away when you saw the video. And I was like, what the heck is this guy doing? And I, it was kind of funny. I walked up, gave it a try, and I was actually 100% natural at it. I was able to do it. I, I've tried it, and I was not as natural. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one thing very different from what, what he was doing is uh he actually started with this pinky first which is uh like a lot of a lot of people in the tetris community have uh, uh taken a, a version of rolling um to hit the back of the nes pad with their their thumb on the on the d-pad or the button to uh make the piece uh moved left and right I, so you know they're, they're they're doing a version of rolling but they're everyone seems to go pinky first and everyone i've ever seen in the arcade goes pinky first and uh the kid I saw did pinky first, but I'm I'm seem to be the only one that goes pointer finger first. Um, so maybe if you're trying to copy what I'm doing, maybe try pinky finger first. Maybe that maybe that might help out. Well, I'll definitely give that a shot, and it's definitely working for you, man. I mean, uh, how many total world records have have you set now? Ooh, man, I've over time I've probably had about 500 uh some of them I I let go over the years uh I wasn't too interested in them um but mostly the 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 speed run times track and field excite bike uh unit racers those those I intend to hold on to for those I have about 200 200 okay so is there one record that sticks out to you the most that is maybe like your favorite or you feel is like your biggest accomplishment like what can you even single that out after after so many records no i really can't i mean there's there's a few standout ones uh probably the the hypersports arcade record because to this day that was that was a very lucky game i knew it was lucky when i got it and i haven't been close to it since and that's that's been i think a little more than 10 years already or about 10 years and i've been nowhere close to it since then but uh i was lucky i was streaming i wasn't recording i was streaming because I, I wasn't intending to get the record and it happened but i was actually able to capture the the video afterwards so that's that's a standout one that, that uh, i'm pretty proud of that's pretty awesome man well i don't really have any more questions for you man so uh why don't we let the listeners know where they can find you, man? Like, where can they see you uh, trying to break these records? Uh, probably on my on my Twitch channel. Um, I 
I have a, I have two. Uh, one one's Fly Heck and the other one's Heck Fly. I always forget which one is my current one, but uh, that's like I said, they're they're both the same. Heck Fly or Fly Heck, just my name with Fly. And uh, when I when I do something noteworthy, I'll usually put it in my YouTube. My YouTube I I have uh, under Hector Fly Rodriguez. Um, so like I said, when I do something noteworthy, that's where it ends up. Uh, but yeah, I'll just randomly be streaming and uh, going for records. Uh, no, no set schedule, but that's where you can find me on my Twitch. Right on, man. I uh, definitely encourage all our listeners to go check that stuff out, man. He's posted some really good stuff. Uh, you guys can really improve your game. Uh, so what do you guys say? Y'all want to get into some uh, gyrus for the NES? My embarrassment show showing of gyrus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Nick. You, you... I'm sure you did good, right? You gave it the old college try. Uh, yeah, I gave it the old, was it uh, 2,200 or uh, 220,000 points, something <laughs> like that. I have to go back and check. Hey, we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute, all right? First, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Gyrus. So Gyrus was originally released in Yoshiki Akamoto. Yoshiki Akamoto. How's that? Is that good? Uh, yeah. Okamoto, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yoshiki Okamoto. He's the professional when it comes to Japanese names. Uh. So maybe I'll just start leaving that up to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he uh, worked for Konami back in the day, and he helped uh, design Gyrus. Uh, but then he was uh, fired uh, over some money dispute. He wanted some more money, and they said no. So the story is he got fired for that. But, you know, it sounds more like one of those, uh, I quit. Well, you can't quit. You're fired, you know, situations, uh, which was actually a big loss for uh, Konami because he went on to uh, produce Street Fighter 2 and uh, 1942 and that other game called Time Pilot. Maybe you all have heard of those. So that's that's a shame on Konami's part. But a bonus for Capcom, so good on them. Now, uh... Oh, uh, that's okay. Yeah, it was it Konami just now makes uh, gambling games for uh, Pachinko what games. What is Konami so... even doing right now? I mean... <laughs> Making Pachinko. <sighs> so many great titles just sitting on the shelf that they could... Well, they're not sitting on the shelves. Now they want to brand all their gambling games with them. Oh, great. So, <laughs> Castlevania, uh, Pachinko. <laughs> I actually met with them uh, at E3 about five or six years ago before all the uh, stuff went down. And even then, they were very uninterested in uh, talking about new acquisitions of games. I mean, what about, what about done a lot. just putting out some of their old stuff? I mean, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> who knows? Got to make money, man. Got to make money. Right. Well, the uh, so let's talk about the this game. Uh, what did, 
what did you guys think of it? Uh, well, Hector, I know you haven't really had a chance to play it. Uh, but no, Nick, uh, no, you, you do yeah, have it. He, it, has it, it. he hasn't played it yet. <laughs> like so many collectors, I think I think that's what we all suffer from. Uh, this is I, I I've not played the arcade version uh, of this. I've now only played the uh, uh, Famicom version or N Nintendo version of it. And uh, I, I guess that's for the better because apparently there's a lot more features added to the uh, Nintendo version than there are to the uh, arcade version. That that is correct. Uh, with the NES version, you uh, you get the bombs. Uh, you don't get that in the arcade. Uh, the bosses at the end of uh, the three warps. You know, you face the boss. Uh, you don't do that in the arcade either. So uh, I think. The general opinion is is that the NES version of Gyrus is the best version of Gyrus out there compared to you know Atari twenty six hundred and Commodore sixty four. I'm I was actually about ready to look up the uh, Atari twenty six hundred version because uh, the sprite limitation you run into quite a bit even on the uh, uh, Nintendo version of it. Uh, so I'm I'm wondering on how well that uh, fared on a four bit console. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't if you don't get rid of those enemies quick, the uh, you will get some lag from just the screen filling up so Ooh. fast. From, you know, got to be quick. Oh yeah, that is a that's a rough looking title. I do love the box art though for the uh, Atari version of Gyrus. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's really cool. You might like the uh, Commodore sixty four version as well. You should check that one out. I'm curious and on the Atari 5200 because I do own a 5200, but I don't have that many games check for out, it. Uh, the Intellivision cover art also you might be surprised. It's all the same. <laughs> pro 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 probably. <laughs> it's all the same picture. They didn't change anything really. It's all the same. Well, so, some of the box arts are a little different, but yeah, it looks like uh, most of these are, are the same. Yeah, the NES cover. Uh, hands down wins. I think uh, I think they did a good job of like when you look at the picture, you can get a good idea of what you're gonna get with the game from the NES box. You know, cover art. Like it's kind of easy to tell. I mean, you got stuff swirling around. You know, flying at you, shooting at you in the picture. I like the dystopian triangle though. It's uh with the little ship trying to to kill it on the Atari version. <laughs> Which which is funny because uh, there's no bosses on those versions, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, I, I, weird. Well, look look looking at the Atari version, it doesn't look like there's much uh, going on with it. Anyways, looks like a, a couple uh, four bit sprites, but that is to be expected for the air. So. Uh... What do you think of the music with the game, uh, Hector? Did you have you gotten to see any videos or any gameplay or anything, or heard the music for the game at least? I know I know you haven't played it, but maybe you've seen some videos on Twitter or something. I've been posting stuff like that. Um, actually, yeah, I, I just this month since you guys are running the tournament, I saw a couple videos posted, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. And uh, I was surprised to see the like the boss things. I I I've always heard it was a good port, but I didn't know it had bosses. Uh, just now heard about bombs. I didn't know about the bombs. Um, but yeah, the music the music actually sounded pretty good. wasn't 
wasn't too far off from the arcade. The arcade uh, version had a great music, very memorable, uh, real good tune there. But yeah, the NES version sounded pretty good. Well, uh, if uh, the music sounded familiar to you guys or to any of you listeners, uh, there is a reason for that. It is actually based off of Sebastian Bach's uh, Takata and, pardon my pronunciation here, Yugue in D minor. <laughs> I butchered that probably, so Nick, if you can correct me on pronunciation, I won't be upset. Uh, uh, you, you got that one uh, as best as I, I, I was looking at it, but you, uh, way, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, so if you like classical music, uh, you probably know what I'm talking about here. The music is very, very similar to that, but it's actually more similar to uh this European European uh like uh techno band, I guess, from the '80s. I'm not sure what they would call it in the 80s. Uh, maybe not techno, but uh, it's called Sky. And they did put out a song called uh, Tocata. And uh, Nick, if you could bring that up, just give everyone a listen. get the idea and that's a dmca strike and we'll go on machine you know i'm not surprised <laughs> not not at all uh it's called gyrus full tilt so uh maybe we'll get some video of uh nick uh doing that <laughs> yeah no i'm a little out of practice there we're gonna do a ddr episode <laughs> just for you buddy. Uh, uh, maybe uh my my college years i uh, was a bit more limber for for doing some heavy songs not not so much anymore i do like uh Playing during some parties, but alcohol needs to be consumed. Oh, I'll make sure you get plenty. Believe uh-huh. me, I got you. <laughs> I will. I will hook you up, and we will get you drunk, <laughs> and, and you can and fall over. We are all night. <laughs> uh, so, just one other little interesting fact uh, about this game: uh, the Konami code does work. Uh, it is a Konami game, even though technically it says Ultra on the NES cartridge uh i'm assuming that's another milton bradley situation or ultra was a subsidiary of some kind of konami 
I couldn't find anything on that. Maybe Nick, you might have some knowledge. Yeah, it was probably just a, a publishing pro- or a partnership uh, back then. Yeah, and this it's a Konami game. We all know. Can't hide it, Ultra. Uh, but so, anyways, the uh, Konami code does work. Uh, it does give you thirty lives, but you enter it backwards instead of you know the traditional Konami code. So it would be A B A B right left right left down down up up right. Yep, something like that. Right. Yep. 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 Backwards. Yep, you got it. That's correct. <laughs> Excellent. How do you guys feel about those cheat codes? By the way, I actually never used it. Do you have an opinion on cheat codes? I, I used them everywhere I could when I was uh, a kid. Uh, made for a good marathon gaming sessions, just casual gameplay all day, and just keep the score rolling up. And uh, <laughs> those those things helped me actually get real good at some of the games. And then after that, you don't need it. Yeah, you know, I felt like uh, cheat codes back in the day were a lot different. You know, those things were like gold mines. You know, like. Uh, just uh, like I said, you know, helping you get past certain parts, giving you like I would never be contra without the thirty lives code. There's that's just not gonna happen for me. <laughs> so I I was more know, of a game genie kid. I uh, I I play I, I I didn't really use it for cheating mo- most things, but more of modifying uh you know physics or yeah. colors or things. I never got to use the game genie back in the day. I have one now. You know, I toyed with it a little bit, but, you know, I never really jumped into that that much. I just have it. It was fun and magical because no one really understood how it worked then. <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, developers or programmers at the time, since they obscured all the codes with their Game Genie codes, so you didn't know you were modifying hexadecimal in the, in the memory. So you're just like, I don't know what these are, but they sound magical. <laughs> and so, so sometimes it would work, and sometimes it would not work. Like, if you did, you just put in codes at random, or yeah, you would some like we you have your code book and you go through the codes, and okay, cool. But what was if I change these uh letters? And yeah, you'll usually get something that would just generally break the computer or uh, the game itself, or you would you know get some funky thing, or usually you won't see anything happen at all. I have to give that a shot. The uh, so yeah, it's a lot different than today. I I don't think there are cheat codes for games now. I think it's all about finding yes, there is and exploits. Is it, there a cheat code? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, for for games Aren't nowadays, games? it's uh, pull out your credit card and go to the the item shop and buy you know your your keys or your boxes until you get the things you want, right? Oh, that is so sad, but true. Uh, this is why I play retro games. There's, you know, there's not too many, like, uh, new games that I play. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's Fallout 76 and uh, Gran Turismo. That, that's as, about <laughs> as new as I'm going to get. And everything else is, you know, pre-2005. Other than that, I'm really not in. More, I'm more of a skill-based gamer at, at this point. I don't mind games having their little DLCs or whatever, as long as it doesn't affect the game. So I find myself playing things like Overwatch or uh, Aladdin's or, you know, things that skill-based. You, you got to learn how to aim. Well, you know who's got skills. 
That's right. It's Hector. It's Hector. <laughs> you got mad skills, Hector. Uh, I will always be impressed with those world records, man. And demoralizing me every time I, I tried to look up the scores <laughs> last last month. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> so, speaking of scores, uh, we did get a couple listeners to play along with us uh, with, you know, for Darius on NES. So, uh, let me let me get those scores out here for you. Uh, at jcast68k on Twitter, he scored 280,950 points, and nice. he made it to stage 19. Yeah, it's very respectful. It's his first time playing the game, he said. So uh, that's that's pretty good. Uh, nice. Pretty good. Yeah, and uh, the other guy we had playing along is uh, Sore Thumb Collector, or at Sore Thumb Collector. Uh, yeah, he uh he went off the rails. He uh beat the game uh and he went through it again because it loops, you know how older games do. You don't actually beat them, you just keep going, you just start from the beginning again. So he beat it once and he made it to level 24 on the second loop. Uh his final score was 1,111,050 points. <laughs> That's a pretty yeah. big jump over the other score, yeah. That is an impressive score, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> he did absolutely uh, smash my score. <laughs> I got uh, 426,100 points, and I made it to uh, just past Jupiter. I, did, I didn't make it to Mars, but uh, I got uh, past the boss on Jupiter. I got stuck on that guy. How many uh, points did you get? I got uh, 426,100. Wow. Yeah. That boss. Yeah. He yeah, was a that... thorn in my side. I, <laughs> I only beat him a handful of times. Like, I would get to him, you know, I'd have a stack of lives, and I just, man, he would just crush me. Couldn't figure out his pattern. Uh, at one point, I sat there, and I figured out that if you turn to the right and just hold right, and spin in a circle, he will follow you, and he doesn't hit you. So I spun around for 10 minutes just thinking, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, eventually, I did figure it out, but uh, like I said, I only beat him a handful of times, and uh, never made it to the Mars boss, so I'll have to keep working it. So is, is Mars the the final boss on the, on the game? Uh, as far as I know, Earth is the uh, final stage. You have to get the Earth saber. And then I personally got right past the that green snake boss. That one kept crushing me, and I I got through him a couple times, uh, but I only think two hundred twelve thousand was uh, what I got. I only could dedicate the other night to it. Um, I think I, I could definitely get a bit further if I played a few more few more nights, but. Uh, other than that, yeah, some of the bosses, man, they they are rough. I think that my biggest uh, challenge of the game was uh, not necessarily knowing when your ship was in danger zone uh, of things because it doesn't really give you an idea. You just have to feel that okay, those ships are too close. Yeah, and you'll run into it. And uh, yeah, that was that was pretty rough. Also, well, I... I'm not sure if you ever had problems with 
the uh, damn meteors being almost the same color as the orange bad guys, and also so they kind of mix into that. Yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> Hated that so much. Yeah, the meteors, and you know what? They only get faster as you uh, get further down the levels. Like they don't go away. Like mm. they come, they'll come three at a time. Like it'll be one, and then you know you move, and then here comes another one, and then another one. Like it gets it gets brutal. Uh, my the enemies I struggled with were those little blue parasite looking things. Ah, oh, the amoebas. Yeah, and you know you shoot them, and then they split into three, mm-hmm. and then you know you shoot another one. Of course, it splits again. So I don't know if it was a glitch or something, but I got stuck in like a loop where they just kept coming. Like so, it didn't matter how many I killed. They uh, yeah, just kept coming. You have to kill it before it reaches, I think, halfway. If you don't, uh, after halfway, they start splitting, and then you have to kill all the splits, or you just let them go past you, and then you got to try to kill them again before they get past the halfway mark. Um, I ran into a very similar problem with them until I figured out that was their mechanic of just getting them before they're halfway through. That's what it is. Got to hit them before they get to halfway. Yeah, so every time you like hit them, they get knocked back a bit. Yeah, I uh, also had a lot of challenges with the control set A. I could not play with that, so I had to move to B. That was much easier to play with. And you were using the standard controller, right? Yeah, yeah, I was using the dogbone controller. I was going to try the advantage, but I could not get the start button to be recognized. So. I uh I was using the uh the quick shot, which uh if anyone's not familiar with what the quick shot is, that's the NES version of the flight stick. Uh, man, I never used one of those before, but that that thing is pretty solid, very well built. Even as for as old as it is, I just bought it at a, my local game shop. I think it was five dollars, you know, but it works perfectly. Like it still clicks, you know, in every direction. Like it's still clicky. Perfect. Uh, I believe I owned one of those for my PC back in '95. <laughs> Used to play Doom with it. Ah, uh, Doom. Good old Doom. Play that Doom on anything. <laughs> <laughs> I have Doom on SNES. Yeah, I have the cartridge in the other room. Oh, you poor soul. <laughs> that, is, that is the worst version of Doom. I, I love Doom, and I love Super Nintendo. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, you I know, don't think I, it's the worst I, version. It's, it's it's not a good version, but I don't think it's the worst version. Okay, you gotta go. You got, you're gonna have to go listen to the Retro Game Guys podcast Doom episode. And uh, they will explain to you why. The SNES version is not the best version, or a good version. I mean, you give them credit for mashing is what they could into an SNES cart at the time, but there's there's so much left out of the game, and like, I don't know when the last time you played it, Nick, but I I played it recently. Yeah. As soon as you as soon as you like start, like if you see an enemy, you're taking uh-huh. damage. Yeah. Because you can't like avoid the shot. Like they don't I don't know if they don't register. I don't know what's going on, but like 
as soon as an enemy appears on the screen, you're taking damage. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's crazy, but there, there's actually a good history about that that game. Uh, we'll get into it with this uh, episode, but uh, yeah, there's uh, actually quite a bit of uh, back and forth on how that got even ported. That is something we'll have to check out. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do our own Doom episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have played it on a lot of consoles. Well, uh, so, Sword Thumb Collector, uh, looks like you will take the top spot this month with your 1 million score. Uh, nobody else made it into the Million Point Club, so congratulations to you, sir. And uh, thank you, Jcast, also, for uh, submitting the score, man. I'm going to send something out to both of you guys, so I'll be in touch with that. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to add before we wrap up the show? I got nothing, personally. Good, Nick. Hector, anything you'd like to say, man? Uh, Just after hearing you guys talk about the gyrus and snake bosses and <laughs> and the game looping and stuff, I, I'm I'm definitely going to give it a try. can't just have it sitting there on the shelf and hear all this good stuff about it and not play it. So I'm going to give it a I'm try. If I'm not mistaken, the world record is only 64 million points. I'm sure no, you could get that down in like a month, man. Easily, I believe in you. Uh, it was it was probably a month long game without sleeping, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, uh, pressing the fire button faster doesn't help you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, sometimes I felt like uh, using the turbo on the quick shot. I felt like it was uh, hurting me. Yeah, it definitely. Yet. You can only, from what I could tell, have three sets of project projectiles out at one time. So, want you're wanting to like time that uh, on your shot. So it's more, it's almost like a rhythm game when you get down to it, which is actually kind of fun. That's why I was enjoying it quite a bit. That is a good description of the game. I haven't heard anybody describe it like that before. That's that's a good way to put it—a rhythm game because it is uh, about timing with the way the enemies come in and stuff like you got to get just right line it up just right so your shots hit them perfect and then you get the bonus points you know yep well guys i think that's uh, going to do it uh, for this show so uh thank you hector for joining us man dude i really appreciate you coming on man uh, it was great talking to you uh, one more time, why don't you tell people where we can find you? Uh, that would be a fly heck on uh, on Twitch. That's where I stream randomly a few times a uh, few times a week, most of the time. And uh, Hector Fly Rodriguez is my YouTube channel, and that's where I I post anything noteworthy that happens on my game sessions. All right, man, awesome. Uh, thank you again for coming, dude. Uh, again, thanks for having Nick. me have me yes sir and thank you nick uh as always man appreciate you being here and putting in the work man uh you know this show of wouldn't course. be possible without you dude thank you and again thank you hector for showing up and yeah. being a part of the sure. the show and uh all right guys thank you everyone for uh tuning in oh you know what i almost forgot we have to announce the next game for our next game we're going to do something a little bit different. We've uh, we've raced. We've gone into space. But now we're going to kind of slow it down a little bit. We're going to go on an adventure. And next month, we're going to play The Story of Thor, or better known here in the United States, 
Beyond Oasis, the Sega Genesis. Uh, if you guys are a fan of the Legend of Zelda games, uh, this is definitely something you're going to want to check out. So hopefully you guys will play along with us. Thank you, Hector, for coming. Thank you, Nick. And thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. I appreciate it, guys. And remember, as always, the light at the end of the tunnel may be you. Goodbye.